This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Miss Jackie Hager, how are you? I'm good. Good to see you again. You know, what did we do before Zoom? What did we do I know. before Zoom? <laughs> I know. It was crazy. I mean, so <clears throat> I haven't met you in person yet. This is the only way we have met. But I've, since the last time you were on the show, we were in the middle of a pandemic. Um, yep. We didn't know each other. I feel like we've connected virtually over the past year, a little over a year now. I feel, I feel like we are friends, man. I mean, that's the joy of social media. You have to love social media to the fact that you would meet people you never would meet. So yeah, it's crazy. I love it. Me uh-huh. too. It's been great. So um, tell me about the past year. What have you been doing? I know we, um, we're both. So for anyone who doesn't know, you own Hager Communications, and which is a, a large marketing firm out of Wichita Falls, Texas. And um, yes. we're, we align in the same career path, but I feel like you're someone I look to for motivation and kind of a mentor because you're on a higher level than I am, but we do a lot of the same things. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think we're all doing and creating good work. I'm watching you, man. Don't think I'm not watching you. And I watch other shows. You're doing great stuff. But yeah, I mean, we're storytellers. We're a communications business. We have clients in 23 states. So we typically we travel. Travel is just picking up again. But we travel all over the United States and we you know, we help people get their brand and their branding pillars aligned and if my budget is this much, what can I do with this? You know, and we we do that peeling back the onion to find out who is your customer, what are your goals? You know, literally, what are your three-month goals? The one thing last year taught us was you can't look too far out, look six months, 12 months, and let's make those small wins um, for our clients. And, you know, we we have clients in so many different genres, uh, we spend a lot of time in the automotive industry. Okay. We spend a lot of time in financial. Uh, we spend some time in family entertainment, which is a lot of fun, um, and law. I mean, so we we have a toe in a lot of sand boxes. But I, at the end of the day, what we do is the same for all of those companies. Right. You know? Well, it's it's interesting too that um, <clears throat> we spoke about it a while back, but not too much in definition. Um, how that I think what makes you and I like in a lot of ways is that we focus emphasis on a business's culture, not just trying to give someone something of dollar value, but actually going in there and producing content to actually broadcast this business and let people see who they really are. I I mean, I'm with you there. We, we always say we don't want to be a vendor for a business. We Mm -hmm. want to be a partner for a business. So we really dive into their culture as well and figure out, you know, what are they trying to accomplish or portray and and what is their branding and their messaging. We always win just as much coming out of those meetings because I find out a lot. Like today, we're in Austin today doing a video for a new client and I've gone through two days of rigorous interviews for this documentary we have coming out. And I left that office today knowing 10 times more about their product than I thought I knew 
doing all of my prep work. You know, there's a lot of prep work in just shooting a documentary. And I mean, I had bios and I had everything and questions lined up. Well, that's really just a little bit of a guideline. Organically, you have to take the conversation wherever it takes you. And we got some wow moments. And I I left that office telling the leader of this project that I feel like I know so much more about their culture. And that will affect how we edit the documentary. I mean, think about it. You know, everybody has a story to tell. Anybody that's watching this, if you own a business or even branding yourself, you have a story to tell. How do you tell your story? And how does that story change all the time? Think about it. Everybody needs to a little bit, you know, stay close to your values um, and, and your aspirations, but, but kind of reinvent yourself a bit, don't you think? No, I, I completely agree. I think that it's very interesting. A lot of people, when they go out, and, it, and, and I want to talk business a little bit for a minute, but yeah, like a lot of people that go out and say they're trying to do their, their own side hustle thing or say they're trying to grow their network or whatever it may be on social or wherever, wherever their platform is, they go out and they try to mimic someone else that they've seen have success. But the thing is, I value more someone who's unique and takes a different approach to whatever they do instead of trying to go copy and paste someone else's. Because at the end of the day, if someone doesn't know you, how are you going to establish a relationship? Or what is some what is it going to make someone use you over someone else if it all looks the same? Good point. I mean, and really, every one of our projects turns out different. Yeah. I mean, even what we produce, whether it be through digital, print, video, whatever, each one of those projects turns out different. And it usually what we think it's going to turn out at the beginning of the uncovery process sometimes is quite different yeah. at the end. And that's okay. You know, I mean, we take criticism well from our partners, clients, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also like to bring them something of immense value. And I think businesses, even big businesses with hefty marketing budgets are 100% reevaluating the advertising marketing landscape. Yeah. Because the one thing we've noticed in the last year is they are looking more for partners versus, you know, there's so many great advertising and marketing companies, and Mm -hmm. I have such a major respect for all of them. But it's not so much, uh, how can I say this, about joining and hoping that you align yourself with a big marketing company. They want a personal relationship today. And they want 24-7 access. Yeah. And they want to know that if they want to talk to you at 8 o'clock at night, can I get a hold of Jackie at 8 o'clock at night? The answer is yes. I mean, if you text me, if I happen to be on another phone call, the only time I probably won't respond to you is if I'm in church, (laughs) which happens, or... In another meeting, but I always respond, give me 15 minutes, give me 20 minutes, because I want them to know I care as much about their business as they do. And I know that's insane. Where are your boundaries, Jackie? How do you live your life? (laughs) I I do that as well. But I'm going to tell you, if if you're a client of ours or not, because we love new clients, and you really want to get to the owner it's very easy in my company. I want to be accessible to everyone. Yeah. 
Isn't it funny that, um, you know, if you were to talk to someone 10 years ago and they would say, you don't need to be that person, the go-to person, you know, it's funny how, it's funny how things have changed. And you're talking about, um, they've, you know, companies have made adjustments in the past year. Um, I think it's because they had a lot of time to sit down and look at what they were spending money on and what they were getting out of it. And maybe these big, and I, you have a lot of big, you have a lot of large clients too. Maybe these large clients saw, oh, I'm paying X amount of dollars for something. What am I getting out of it? Let me reevaluate my strategy. Right. And, um, so they're seeing a lot more, you know, a, a lot more result in actually connecting with whoever they're working with and having, like you said, having that relationship and being able to know where their money's going and what they're getting for that. Well, two things happened, you know, even when everything hit last year, that gate, we didn't do a layoff either. Part of that was because of the PPP. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Same here. So I don't take that for granted. Uh, and even round two, I've not taken for granted. But I will say this, it, it made us, everybody behind those walls right here, I've got 16 amazing people in my office. I'm considered a boutique agency. I'll own that name. But it also told us that we had to fix our vulnerabilities as well. We are not the same office we were a year ago. I'm not even the same office I was the last time you and I got to do this before. Because we had to up our game. We had to hire better. We had to hire. So the joy is, as businesses were reevaluating that big marketing spend, am I getting my ROI? Mm-hmm. Are these people really, are, is this marketing firm really invested in me and my people? And if the answer was even a hesitant of a no, yeah. they started looking. Are you with me? Yeah. And I, I want them to come to me. I want them. I know that I have to have skin in the game. I know that I have to deliver. And I think that's what we brought to those people making decisions. Our client acquisition is is very healthy at the moment, but we also have to take care of the ones that we already have. So, you know, every penny counts in a marketing budget, man, it's tough out there, you know, and you're right. They want value, mm-hmm. value, yep. and, but I think they also want heart as well. And um, that's what we, that's what we aspire to every day. Well, that's, that's what I love about you is like, so there's so many people, quote unquote, that does what we do. You know I mean, there's so many people right. out there that's a marketing expert or social media strategist or, or SEO expert or, you know, whatever it be, media master, whatever it may be, you know. Um, but the thing is, what what I like so much about you is that you get down and nitty gritty in the dirt. You know what I mean? And you and, and yeah. the thing you said earlier that, uh, that yelled at me basically is that you get to know your clients. What's so exciting about what we do is I have a a massive, (laughs) I would say for for most people, it's probably um, encyclopedia of useless business in my head, like useless information in my head from all these businesses because we work with so many and you have to learn the ins and outs of them. If you're not, you're doing an injustice to your client. Your, Your client's paying you to literally do something they can pay anyone. You know, if you don't learn the nuts and bolts of what makes that industry and that actual company tick. 
Well, we go through a whole process with a client when we're analyzing their business and their competition and their culture and their messaging and who's their demographic and how are you speaking to them and what are you spending? I mean, that's a brutal process. But when we get to the end, we know a whole lot about that business. But I think more than that, and all of that's important, we get in the weeds. Yeah, grit and grind, no doubt. But outside of that, I think I think we bring a level of empathy and a level of we understand, you know, they're counting on us. I mean, their blood, sweat and tears budget when they, when they drop that money in my account every month or send that check or wire that money, we take that darn personal. And if I don't deliver, I mean, we're not magicians and I don't have all the pixie dust, but what I do have is empathy and heart and grit and hard work. And we are always in the weeds trying to figure out how to do it better. And, and we got 16 people that, that blow me away every day on, you know, on what they bring to the table. Now we're all back in the office. Everyone is different across America. We feed off of each other in the office. It's like a crazy atmosphere in our office we're blessed enough to where we can all be back at the office. Of course, we're taking precautions. You know, we've encouraged our team to get vaccinated. However, anybody feels about that. Yeah. We want to respect everybody's right. Uh, but my job is to provide a safe, number one, and creative atmosphere for my team in which everybody has a voice. All 16 people back there deserve to have a voice. So we want to bring all that to the table. And I think we've accomplished that and we encourage them. And then that radiates over to the client. Because if we do it with ourselves, if we do it with each other, then it goes over to our clients. Yeah. Well, who are our partners. Right. Exactly. No, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think it's something that, you know, taking everything, every one of those your team making sure that you know they're that's like the number one thing, right? Making sure your team's where they need to be, doing what they're supposed to be doing, supporting them, which is going to you know bleed into your actual client work and the representation of them. So to get off off topic a minute, I have a lot of listeners that really don't care about business and marketing. Okay, <laughs> tell me what you want to know. <laughs> your energy, I love your energy. What makes you? Um, what makes you wake up and just kick ass every day? Because you, you seem to be a lot like me where I'm constantly going. And if I sit still, it's just to go to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, but I love what I do. Number one. And I don't have a whole lot of hobbies. Work is a hobby to me. And I have a family that supports me and lets me run this crazy uh, hours. I'm not going to tell you I work 24 hours a day, but it's, it's up there, you know, it's up there. But, but I have a family that understands that crazy. You know, I think sometimes you're just born with this high speed of, I just, I just want to go get it. I just want to <laughs> squeeze it. I just, just want to conquer it, you know? And I love, I love it when we hit a brick wall. Now, I'm not going to lie. We fail on occasion in office. We do. But when we fail, I give myself a couple of hours to kind of lick my war wounds. Uh, and then I go, all right, we're never doing that again. And we step up and... And we make it right for the client and we dive back in. So energy and, uh, and drive is part genetic. I truly believe part of it is genetic. Part of it is how we were raised uh, and what your 
parents or those who were around you um, gave you those goals and aspirations. And I, I've got parents that did that for me. And then I think about those 16 paychecks behind me, man. I can't mm-hmm. lay these people off. I mean, I want them to thrive and drive and run and go. And their paychecks need to be right behind them. So th- if that's not enough stress as a business owner to get your you-know-what out of bed in the morning, I don't know what is. But they really count on me. Now, I'm not everything, but they count a lot on me. And I think as fast as I as I'm, you know, getting this train down the track, boy, they're just coming right behind me. So there is something to be said for the energy in the building starts at the top and goes down. Does that make sense? You bring it to the table, man, and they're gonna bring it right along with you. And then we celebrate those wins with them. You know, I gotta step back and let them do their gig. And I don't always agree with their gig. And I love it when they trump me and win, when they say, I say, I don't, I don't know if the client's going to go for that. Trust us, Jackie. And then we go and the client falls in love with that new campaign or whatever we're doing. I, I love it when they beat me. I love it. I try to go, are we sure about this? But I love it when they beat me. So it's a great partnership, you know? Yeah, I think um, what... Yeah, what you just said, I can t- couldn't agree more. But also, what's very interesting is that I had that same conversation when someone's like, "What are what are your hobbies?" And I struggle for a second because <laughs> when you tell them it's work, they look at you like you're crazy. But um, it's work for it's me. Fun. Yeah, I mean, I like a good, I like a good pot of coffee. I like a good glass of wine, and I and I will watch. I'll binge watch every once in a while something on you know, YouTube or Netflix or Hulu. But for the most part, I would rather be at my laptop script writing or researching or reading blogs or listening to blogs. My husband laughs at me because within three minutes of getting out of the bed, I'm playing some type of podcast. I'm listening to it as I'm running around the house getting ready. But it fires up my engines, especially if it's a good one. Then I'm sharing it with everyone. You got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't water ski. I don't run marathons. I don't (laughs) bake. I don't do pottery. I do storytelling. That's just what I do, you know? you're, yeah, I mean, you, you do it great. I, I'm the same way when, like, people, I listen to podcasts while I'm working out. I work out every day. I listen to podcasts. People are like, what the hell is wrong with you? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm exercising my brain and my body at the same time. But um, you guys always have amazing creative approach with videos. Every time you post, like, a video you did for a client, I'm always so impressed because just when I think that you guys, you know, like, oh, they, they can't do anything even cooler, then you hit me with another indirect movement. I'm like, oh, they're doing it over there. You know, I love it. We do it. Video uh, makes our blood tap dance. We've got a solid video team with a great motion graphics team, with a great graphic design team. And and all of us, when we get around the table, like this one that we just shot today and yesterday, I'm telling you, it's the cat's meow. I'm telling you the final product. I, I can already visualize it in my head. But yeah, I mean, we love to highlight what we do. We love to throw it out there in the big wide world. We love for people to criticize us. We love for people to celebrate us. And obviously we love to get judged to see how does it compete? How do we compete with the big guys? Because there's not, there there are, you know, when we win these awards, it's not like large agencies in one category and medium agencies in a, I mean, we're competing with the big dogs everywhere. 
and we flippin' love it. In fact, when we see one, we go, bring it on, bring it on. And we will throw our work out there and see what it does. And, you know, we've had, it's been a good year for us. While 2020 was a crazy year for most businesses, we were producing some of our finest work ever in 2020 and throwing it out there and it went on fire. So yeah, it was a fun year. Was, <laughs> now yeah, we're working I, on 2021, you know? I, I've so. been very impressed. I couldn't remember. I've seen quite a few. I know one most recently, maybe last week, week before last. Uh, I can't remember the specifics of it, but I just was like, man, that really is good. <laughs> it's good. And that's hard to capture because, you know, we as a human being, human beings, we want A, immediate gratification. B, mm-hmm. we want to consume everything in seconds, like in seconds. So we do seconds videos. Don't get me wrong. But how do I take a documentary, a seven minute documentary and show it to a client and they go, oh, my God, that felt like that was two minutes. Yeah, that might be is very hard to do. And then how do we chop it up into bites? It's just something that we love to do in our office, but it's the idea. I, I, I would kill, you need to come to our office and sit in a war room one day when we are starting a new project and we are sitting in a war room and we start throwing blobs up on the wall. No budget. We don't talk about budget. We don't care if they have $5 or $500,000. What would we do? And we start throwing ideas up there until it starts making a formation. And then like literally when we were shooting, let me tell you the story. Today, we're shooting a video and we took a break and we're sitting there. I kid you not, we're sitting there and we're taking a break and the client has left the room and I'm talking to our video crew about this thing that's been spinning in my head. I go, guys, I've got this idea spinning in my head. I don't know what client it's going to be for, but it's just this idea. And so I throw it out there and immediately Matt picks up on it and said, oh, well, what we could do is we could do this. And I went, oh, that's an interesting take on it. And then all of a sudden Nate's jumping in. And before we know it, in that 10 minute break, we have already decided, oh my God, let's do it for this client. Do you think they'll do it? I mean, I don't know if they'll do it, but we're going to talk them into do it. So mark my word, I'm going to take this idea and run with it when I get back in my office and I'm going to call them and I'm going to present them with this. And they're going to go, you've lost your ever living mind. Jackie. <laughs> and I'm going to say, let me tell you something. Fort Worth, Texas will not be the same when we get finished releasing this beast. And that all came from a 10 minute break with yeah. peanuts and water. So I'm just telling you, you never know when the idea is going to hit you. But when it does, you throw that blob on the wall because what I threw on the wall today was nothing that what came out of 10 minutes later. It just blew up into, oh my God, that's it. So we'll take it back to our staff meeting in the morning. We'll lay it on the table and then I'm going to prototype it and I'm going to get it to the client next week and we're going to run with this sucker. And then they'll either say I've lost my mind (laughs) or we'll do it. And if they say I've lost my mind, which is possible, we've been told no before, I will marinate and decide what we're going to do with it next. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's a great thing. If it doesn't fit this person, then you can somehow yeah. spin it and use it for someone else's benefit later on. 
But the, the what's so crazy is when you're doing any project like that, isn't it funny how one little minute detail can just be injected in and it changes the whole oh. layout? <laughs> whole landscape. That happened this morning when we were doing, um, when we were interviewing one person for this documentary we were doing. One sentence, one sentence that that person said changed my whole vision how I think we want this project to look like. It is not what we came to Austin yesterday to film, but what we're leaving Austin with today will be different and better. Better, simply because you really need to listen mm -hmm. twice as much as you speak. Yeah. Because the client, the client will tell you what they want. They will tell you what they want. And your job is to make that interpretation and make it at a so much higher level than they ever expected with a twist. Of course, it's got to have the Hager twist to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very funny, too, that you said that because there's a lot of times where you have to tell clients, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Let's do it this we way. <laughs> but well, sometimes, sometimes we don't. We just kind of start organically letting yeah. it roll that way without yeah. saying, we're not going to take your idea, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it is great that, yeah, I mean, you, you, you figure out what they want without asking directly and you're actually doing it organically because a lot of times they don't know what they want or what they think right. they want is not the best solution. And you really got to dive in and move, move some parts around to get the real, you know, result to come out. Well, the world is so noisy and yep. the world is so busy and we're running not even, even now we're running so fast and you're, you know, chances are, if you're listening to this, you reached over for your, your iPhone before you ever put a toe out of the bed this morning. So think about all the messages that are just cramming down your throat from sunrise to sunset yep. or open eyes to closed eyes. Well, so how do we make your, how do we make your message as a client stand out? How do we how do we do that? I always say that the client is inside their own tornado. Think about it. And they should be. That's where they should be. We're on the outside of that tornado looking in. Okay? So we take their idea. We take their concept. We take their passion. We take their wisdom. And we conform it um, to speak to a noisy world. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's an amazing approach. The You know, we... Everything's full of noise. No matter what you're doing at any given time, you're trying to keep your attention on 20 things. I don't care if you're in business or just the flow of life. Um, there's constantly injections. And the thing is, is like we value what holds our attention. And our attention span is so short now versus a year ago. And even a year ago, because we all had to hone in and focus like we're doing right now on, on stuff like this. Um, we had to make shifts in life, you know, and the way we take in media now is completely different than we did a year ago. Yeah, I agree. I think there was so much, you know, positive stuff, negative stuff coming in from every single direction at high volume because what I got, I go in a million directions, I'm sorry, but what I got out of one thing that really excited me about COVID is you got to see a lot of creative come out of people that may not have how had they been restricted and, and locked down and actually had to do something to not go insane. 
Oh, you know what? I'm so glad you said that. So many great things happened last year besides the loss of precious lives. There were good things that came out of last year as well. And you're right. I think creative people got more creative, you know, and we all reevaluated, you know, where our own personal parameters are of crazy and busy. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It was great to slow down for 60 or 90 days and just relax and have deeper conversations and sit on the back porch and take walks. All that was great. And I was not doing that last before pre-COVID. And so I'm trying my darndest this year as we are ramping up to make sure that I never get to the cray-cray that I was last February. Yeah. Because I mean literally in February, we were running 90 to nothing. And then the world stopped. I mean, we were in New York City two days before they shut down um, creating a video. And we'll be back again next week prepping for the next one. So it's the first time I'll be back in the city. But I'm, I'm also joyful and grateful for some great things that came out of last year. And you know what? Everybody Everybody has to think about them themselves. And so you may not own a business and you might be watching this podcast, but you're still your own personal brand. I mean, you are a human being with value and a voice. And how do people perceive you? And how do you represent yourself? So I tell my clients and business owners, you have your personal brand and you have your business brand. And sure, some of it overlays. Of course it does. But you as a person are a brand as well. So you need to think about what that looks like for you as well. We get lots of clients that don't have businesses. They consider themselves and their own brand their priority. And we do that as well. And that's fun to do, you know, to do that uncovery, to peel back that onion. Who am I and what do I represent? And how do I want people to understand what's going on inside my head, but mostly what's going on inside my heart. Yeah. That's a brand. Yeah, most definitely. I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, so many people, and I, and that's what, and that's why I brought it up. And I, and I love that you mentioned that and in depth there is that so many people realize they, they were important and that people were watching and listening to them where they may have thought they were, you know, weren't being paid attention to. And something about what you said before, before pre COVID, I know a lot of people can relate to this, but I had myself spread so thin trying to help everyone and do everything that I wasn't taking time to recharge, reflect on maybe some some housekeeping inside the business or maybe on my personal life or my personal sanity. So it did help a lot of people, I think, slow down and, and take some time from you know being so sporadic and focus on what's really important and then being able to come back to the drawing board with more balance. You know what I mean? Because just like you, you know, what we do is we tell stories. I think that's why I get so excited about doing these shows every time I do one is because I get to share your story and you did something to inspire me to make me want to tell your story and then to be able to collaborate and then someone gets something out of what we're doing here. It's just amazing where that may have not been the same thing, you know, before all this stuff happened. You know, you're right. And I listen to your other podcasts. Your guests are eclectic and they come from everywhere and they all, they all bring value to the table and I enjoy them. You know, I don't, I think if you can think of every human being on this planet has value 
and they all know something you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I, I listen to more podcasts. I watch more podcasts and listen than I ever have before. And I call that my personal time, my personal enrichment time. I don't want to mess with that anymore. I don't want to mess with my morning meditation anymore. And that came out of COVID. And by gosh, I meditate every single morning in complete silence. And that's my favorite 30 minutes of the day. So you have to find what makes you tick, what made you happy this past year to 14 months, and don't stop doing it. Because we all realized how precious life was. And we've all been affected by COVID, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, neighbor, friend, business. We all know someone who who aren't with us today that we wished were, okay? Let's just think about that for a minute. So it's... It's, it's a reality check not to take anything for granted, including what makes you be a more whole person. And, and that came out of last year. It did. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's the cold hard truth. And the thing is, is like, we never know what we're going to be faced with. It could, the whole thing could shut down. You know, we don't know. And it's, it's crazy that what we've taken for granted has, you know, those things have made us, our attention shift to where it needs to be. But at the same time, there's a lot of bad stuff going on, you know, and trying to, to, to get that rid of that noise and bring, you know, bring good energy in constantly, bring good content in, uh, consume good content versus when I say good, I mean something that's actually making you feel better, not worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not all the arguing and the political jargon going back and forth, you know, what have you. Ooh, ooh. That whole year last year yeah. was just, it, it, mental health is real, man. And I'm yeah. telling you, even... Even if you think you're in a good state of mental health, I think we all did a check on that last year. I mean, by December 31st, you know, just with politics and everything, I was pretty mentally fried. And um, and I wasn't going to let that go. So there's nothing wrong with checking out for a few days. Does that make sense? Yeah. Disconnect. Find what what you need to keep rolling and producing great work for your team but you got to take care of yourself as well. You yeah, know, you brought, up, we so, brought up meditation. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, think that, uh, what, I, I did not think I would ever, you, you, first of all, me who goes 90 to nothing, yeah. you want me to sit in the dark for 30 minutes from five to five 30 yeah. every morning when what I really want to do is sleep for an extra 30 minutes and then get up and run quick. No, but I forced myself to do it and got, and you know, got wisdom from other people and got help. And it was a tough first 30 days. So, so for, through day 60, and then I fell into a rhythm now, my friend, it's a necessity. It's hey, not a bad. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards it. Um, you know, if I can slow down, I'll tell you what, and you travel a lot for business. So, you know, this when I'm in the vehicle is some of the most peaceful and I get the most work. When I tell people this, I'm like, I get the most work done when I'm traveling, when I'm driving, because I don't have, you know, employees and, and, and then clients and then whatever else is going on in the office, whatever. I have a clear, you know, trajectory. Yeah, I may have some emails or phone calls to answer, but I get so much. That's like a, a huge form of meditation for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I live on a farm. I drive 30 miles into downtown Wichita Falls, where our, I think, a really cool hip office is. But I love that 30 minutes to and from. I actually live on a dairy farm. I'm talking real live, black and white, Holstein cows that get milk 
twice a day. So people always go, you're kidding me. <laughs> as much as I travel all over the United States and drive in, yep, I, I drive out to the farm and you talk about a peaceful place. So it's okay. It's all good, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I think that, um, you know, like I said, if, if nothing else we talked about, you know, people need to slow down and focus on what's really important. And and another thing is um, you made a huge shift in your, so you you ran a different business for a while, um, I did. I had a re- yeah. I had a retail store for 26 years, and there and and the marketing side of that was my favorite. But I, it wasn't necessarily on my radar to shift immediately. Mm-hmm. And so when I sold that retail store and moved over to marketing, it's because my phone just blew up and said, "Can you come market our business like you marketed your store?" Which was awesome. And so that one client led to three, which led to six, nine, twelve, and then boomed. And then about seven years ago, we even got our toe into the franchise world. So we work with several franchises across the United States and that blew our business up to the next level, which was awesome. And then this whole digital world. I mean, we're on year 16 for Hager Communications and how we did our business. Well, we all know that even a year ago from today, but digital, no one knew what digital was and all that jazz. And now, I mean, digital consumes probably 90% of our day, eyeballs and attention, where eyeballs are in attention. Well, they're mostly on your cell phone and how am I speaking to you? And, and, and all of that will shift. I mean, I'm telling you, we're, we are also in a cultural shift of privacy right now. And, you know, there's a big brouhaha going on, you know, with Facebook and Google, and the world. And so, I mean, I'd love to tell you privacy is going to just dive in with a vengeance, but you know, it depends on the generation. We, we, I'm not so sure it'll happen this fast, but there's a big shift coming up. Yeah. I can feel it in my bones. And so, you know, Bitcoin, I mean, we could go on and on and on. The second half of this year in 2022, mark my word, there's going to be a lot of disrupt in the yeah. marketing business I love it. Bring it on because we love the challenge, but it's a coming. What I love, what I love about what is coming is it's going to get rid of those people who haven't been held accountable and who are not making adjustments for what's in best interest of their clients and their customers, um, which is great. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always tell my clients, what's the end goal? I'm going to tell you how to get there through the end goal. It may not be the pathway you're used to because, you know, you have all levels of older generational businesses to very young. And so everybody's different, but you're right. You know, you, you have to do what's best for the client and spend their money the best way. Because remember, you know, they're like family to us after six months, Yeah, you know? Another thing that is great, we were mentioning podcasts earlier what we're doing now is that um, I'm super excited for the old, okay, so we're consuming so much data and so much, you know, content, but we're starting to do it like just audible, you know, instead of video still, video is still extremely important and with all these social platforms you have to have it and what y'all are doing are great. But my excitement now is, okay, radio went dead. But now people are able to advertise on podcast platforms so that strategy can come back and play. Are you diving into that yet? Are y'all working on it? Absolutely. That and OT, you know, OTT and CTV, all of that has become so important. But, you know, I love audible listening and learning. 
because I want to hear directly from the author or the passionate person speaking about the subject or the guest, because when you can hear it from them, when you read it versus hearing it, can't Mm -hmm. you tell a difference? I mean, I can't, don't get me wrong. I love to read and I love to do all of that, but just putting my headphones on as I'm driving to work and hear someone speak about OTT from their perspective or CT from their perspective or whatever. That's, I love that. Or just a really good book. I'm, I'm listening to books more than I'm reading books today, especially if it's done by the author. That just makes me happy. I, so, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear how they say it or how, the, you know, what their perspective is. So, yeah, I think Audible is a big deal today. It's, it's, it's really exciting, too, where you have so you have all this content that someone's consuming from this person who's generating that content that you enjoy. You subscribe to it. Yes. You like them. You have a relationship, connect, you have a connection with them to where you want to continue to consume that content. Well, then when they produce ads for brands that they seem to really, you know, I feel like a lot of these shows and this is, we're still in the very, very early stages of uh, podcast advertising and, and, and you know, reintroduced to a younger generation that never, he's got to think about this. You have people, I'm getting, I'm getting excited here. Okay. So you have people that are under the age of 15 that never heard radio commercials in their entire life. And you know, they're starting to subscribe to podcasts and YouTube channels and they're listening to stuff. They're watching stuff. And it's like, it's reinvigorating because these people who've never seen this form of marketing or advertising are getting introduced to it. And if they have a connection with the person producing the content, and then that person is also producing the ads, it's just, I think it's going to be an extreme, I think it's extremely effective ROI for anybody who's doing any advertising. If that, specific product or service aligns with the subject matter of the actual You're right. You're right. I mean, some of the more aggressive, uh, open-minded, big firms or companies of the year are really diving deep into it. I always get a kick out of if I'm listening to something who has uh, a 30-second spot on there, I go, good for them. So I'm always paying attention to those companies that are on the forefront and the cutting edge of that. Yeah, it's great. It's just I just feel like it's like we're moving back in time, but also forward. It's kind of exciting for me. Yes. <laughs> it, seems, it seems a bit a bit nostalgic, but at the same time, it's new because it's a different direction. But at the same time, we watched the NFL draft the other night, right? Yeah. And you know, there's going to be some serious college football and NFL football that's coming back to what we think. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We'll be very normal this fall. And let me tell you, those eyeballs and attention are going to be on good old broadcast yep. television. But let's don't knock. You mean, you know, something about live sports still exists. I mean, the, the Olympics are coming up at the end of July. And don't think there won't be people glued to NBC for the Olympics. So you just have to do that tap dance between, you know, what works for your product or what works for your company. Yeah, so, it's extremely exciting right now. It's yeah, exciting for what we have coming. I'm already ready for football. I, I'm already so ready for football, I can't see straight. We're in on. I think that, you know, the noise slowed down, and now we're ready to, you know, actually see what we want to in the back in the, you know, environment that we're used to consuming it in. You know what I mean? Whether it be on the big screen or in the stadium. And I'm so ready to go to a concert. Yeah. I am so ready to do some things I haven't done in about a year and a half. I can just taste it. I mean, I want to go to a concert where it's shoulder to shoulder and we're screaming and we're jumping up and down. Amen. Yes. Heck yeah. Let's make it happen. Heck yeah. That's exciting. Well, Jackie, 
it's been great today. Are there any um, final thoughts, any um, inspiration, any, you know, little peas you want to drop for anyone who may be listening or watching? If anybody is listening, I want to know what you do. You may, I mean, I want to know who you are and what you do. You can find us on every platform. Jackie Hager, Hager Communications. We're all over LinkedIn. We're all over every platform. I'd love for you can see our name. Whoop, let me get to this side. It's spelled different, H-O-E-G-G-E-R. Please reach out and find us because that's how you and I met. And I want to find like-minded people. I mean, think about it. You and I are from two different generations but we think alike, we have the same passion, we have the same drive. Age is, is, is non-existent for what you and I feel today, right? Yes. So if you're out there listening, hunt me down. I want to know what's going on in your world and what your business is and how I can learn from you. So reach out and let's connect. Awesome. Well, look, I had a great time. It was great seeing you again virtually. I promise I'm going to come see you soon. I'm finally catching yes, back up here yes. so I can get you know, back up to North Texas and hang out with you guys. I'm excited about that. I'm honestly a little apprehensive because I feel like if I come up there, I may not want to leave. <laughs> hey, we're going to get, we're going to make you come to work for us. But seriously, oh, or, or just reach out and go on a, go on a video shoot with us. Our yeah, crazy again, people. Right? And, hey, yeah. Just come, come shadow us for 24 hours. That would be a blast. We'd love to just, put you to work and dive in with us and anybody out there watching, if you ever want to shadow with us and, and heck, you know, I'm in New York next week and you got to understand I'm already going to cold call on my next documentary and they don't know I'm coming. I found these two women who own this store. Hear me out on this, who own this brick and mortar store who have survived COVID and their business is thriving and I'm going to hunt them down, tell them who I am. I want to tell their story. They have no idea I'm coming for them. Well, that's, so, hey. That, wish me luck. It gives me chills. I get excited about these kind of things. <laughs> I'm going to walk in and go, I'm Jackie from Texas, and we are just alike. Yep. And let me tell you I'm here. I've been watching you, and I want to tell your story. That's awesome. So I'll let you know how that project goes. I'm going to be looking for these. I'm always watching what you come out with and I, I love it. And I'm, you know, I'm ready to share this and we'll get it out here in the next day. And um, if anything else, I just, I appreciate your time today. Oh and I'm, my gosh. Uh, we can do, you know, and keep bouncing stuff off each other and you're spreading all the good. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Everyone, please. Subscribe. Bye guys. All right. God bless you.